This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Episode 74, and Jeremy Roenick joining us here. Lots to talk about today. JR, first of all, change my clock for you. Yes, see? Change my clock for, for you. made sure I, uh, I, 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 and, I hadn't and, done it until this morning, and I was like, shit, if he comes on, up. if he comes on, the first thing he's going to do is look at my clock to see if I've changed it. <laughs> well, you, you've changed your angle, too, so it's kind of, you're, you're kind of blocking it. Yeah, so your big head's uh, covering that massive clock. I'm always changing my <laughs> angle, JR, whether it's the computer or just in life. I'm always cha- trying to change my angle on, on something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's kind of, that, that kind of is the key to life and everything, isn't it? Changing the angle. Yeah, it's all, hey, I, I was that's taught it's all about angles, man. Life yeah. is about angles. It really when is. When it comes it to really everything, is. it's angles. It Even really hockey is. is angles. Gambling is angles. Yeah. Everything. Oh, fuck. I had, I had, I had a Sunday, man. It was I like Sunday supposed to be a relaxing day. Right. So I, um, I had nothing to do. I went over a friend's house and, to watch the first basketball game. And, um, by the way, March Madness is just awesome, isn't it? And yeah, you know, it's been amazing. Excited, yeah. Excited to watch St. Peter's and all that stuff. Um, but I will say I was a little bit nervous cause I was, I was down pretty significant amount of money going into Sunday. So I'm like, so I kind of listened to my, listen to my head. I said, are you going to try to get most of it back and risk doubling up or Sunday of chasing? Yeah. yeah. Or are you just going to just, you know, just swallow your pride and take your, take your hit and just make a couple bets and just try to whittle down. Well, you know, me, Boom. <laughs> Drop the hammer. Drop the hammer. I went big here. I went big on North Carolina. I went big on um uh on how about Kansas. second how about second half Kansas? I went big Holy second jumping. half Kansas. It was minus four and a half. They're down six after after one. Yep. I'm looking at my friend, I'm like, my stomach, my stomach is sick. I I, I did like a fifteen hundred dollar parlay. I mean, uh, tease before the game. I did a $1,500 tease on Kansas and North Carolina, Kansas minus one, North Carolina minus three and a half. So I'm sitting here. They're down six after one. Kansas is down six after the first half. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, this is this this is a big deficit. So do I cut my losses and take and take um, Miami? the second half and maybe get some back or should I just say, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go with my gut and I got to go for it. So I, uh, I put another thousand down on Kansas minus four and a half in the second. And they came out in the first minute, right. And did just what they did in the first, first quarter, brick, brick, Worst free throw shooting I've ever seen in a college basketball game in my life. And then all of a sudden, boom, the floodgates open and it was, they were gone. And I sat, I, I do have to tell you, I watched this whole game in my friend's jacuzzi in his hot tub. He's got a big grotto hot tub. So I'm sitting in the hot tub. I got a vodka soda and I'm watching this game. And finally I relaxed after they went on like a 19 to one run. 
and I'm like, okay, now, now we can breathe a little bit. So I end up got to ask game. you, I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I got to ask you and you can, and, and please, please say it's none of your business. But when you say you had a bad day on Saturday, you care telling, would you mind sharing with me? <laughs> What a bad day. Why are you, why are you even going to put him on the spot like that? You don't, and listen, JR, like, JR, listen, listen, you do, you can tell me to fuck off. You can say it's none of no, your business. I, no, you you I, can, no, you can no, tell no. me, you can say, you know, uh, it was a lot. It was more than I'm comfortable sharing because people might not understand or something like that. Just, but what's a big Saturday loss look like? Okay. Well, I'm in a little different mind frame now at 52 and I'm not playing. And obviously I don't have those big checks coming in like we did when we played in the national hockey league. So my betting level has drastically diminished. That's a good um, thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta move with the, with, with, uh, with life, right. And change your, change your strategies and change your limits. Um, I, so I will tell you, I was, I was down, I was down eight grand going in, into Sunday. So, <laughs> I'm like, um, all right. I mean, I don't listen. It's not going to kill me, but it definitely makes me not very happy. And and I Eight know, you know, thousand dollars. Yeah, I lost. I lost five on Saturday. It was not good. It was just one of those days. Everything went bad, and I can't. I can't remember everything that happened. But if you tell me the games, if you tell me the games, I can tell you what happened. <laughs> JR. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So I was like, Ribs is so, dying so over go, there. Spit so it out. Going, so going into Sunday. So going into Sunday, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, Sunday's, I told you Sunday's supposed to be a nice relaxing day. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm sick to my stomach. Kind of nervous. Do you like, wake okay, up Sunday do? morning with a game plan? Like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Or does it all just kind of come to you slowly? I, Rib, I need you to spit your Remember, I got it. I didn't have a game plan because I woke up wondering: Am I gonna just cut my? Uh, am I just gonna take my beating and go home, or am I gonna just go for it and then really put myself in a, in, a, in the doghouse? And I said, ah, "You only live once. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go after it." And I just loaded up on so many things. And um, Rev, you want to say anything before I tell you what? Why I really panicked. No, Sunday. no, no. Keep going. I'll, 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 add, I'll add a little, t- little tasteful uh, tidbit at, uh, later. Um, okay. So, so you guys got to read me the hockey games because I went really hard in hockey. So listen, I won Kansas. I won North Carolina. I went huge on North Carolina because I'd like St. Peter's is done. They're done. This is a 15 team. They're up against one of the best teams in the country. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're better defense. I loaded up on, on North Carolina and I, and I just breezed in like this the whole time. I didn't never worried once about North Carolina. Thank goodness. <laughs> great run by St. Peter's though. Great run. It was nice to see that Cinderella team, but good for them. I, I love that story. I love that school. I love everything that they did. Their, their warrior mentality, but thank goodness North Carolina won. So read me, read me the games, the hockey games, on Sunday, and I, I can tell you what All right. I did. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Sabres, Rangers, 5-4 Rangers in overtime. I went huge on the Rangers. Huge. Now, when I say huge, it was, again, another $1,000, $1,200 game. And what was the score? Rangers were up 
big. It's it five, four, five, four Rangers in overtime. Okay. Yeah. But there was, they, they had the game. If you look at the game, they were rolling. Well, they scored the first smoothly. two goals in like the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. So I'm okay. This is going to be pretty easy. This, we're going to be, we're going to be okay. The Rangers are going to roll right through. Right. When, when did, when did the game get tied? The game got tied. It was one, nothing Rangers, two, nothing Rangers, two, one, two, two, three, two Sabres, three, three, four, three, four, four. And then Miller scored it in overtime. Yeah. But when did they tie the game? When did they tie it at four, four? Was it early uh, in the third? Uh, it was 1307 of the third period. Okay. So with seven minutes left, seven, six minutes left, they, they tied it up. So I'm pissed. So I'm like, I'm maybe get a minus one and a half. And I had to sweat that one out. Thank goodness they won. Okay. So Rangers won, put a W on the board for me. I breathed a little bit of sigh of relief. What was the next game? Lightning Islanders. Detroit. Oh, well, we can go in order. I mean, yeah. Lightning yeah, Islanders on my list here. I didn't touch that game. Didn't touch it. Okay. Go ahead. Penguins, Red Wings. Did you take the under in that went 11 huge, went, went huge on Penguins. Huge. Again, I just, and I parlayed Rangers with the Penguins. Okay. So Penguins are rolling and I parlayed Penguins with Rangers. And I knew Penguins were going to win because that was obviously that's 11 2. And Rangers almost screwed up my parlay. So I was sweating out the Rangers. So go ahead. So I won the Flyers, parlay. Predators, 5 4 Predators in regulation. Okay. okay. I took Predators. I met, remember, we talked about this Riv home team. Nashville is one of those great teams. Defensive fucking Warriors. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. The Flyers almost gave me a heart failure in this game because I had, listen to this, that was my game of the day was Nashville against the Flyers. I took Nashville in four different parlays. I took them with Winnipeg. I took them with, uh, I took them with Rangers. I took them with Pittsburgh and I took them with, I think the Kings, I believe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. So that one scared the shit out of me. So when they rolled through, it was great. Okay. Go ahead. Avalanche wild. Um, I didn't touch it. Coyotes jets. You said you parlayed the jets. I, I took, I took the jets. Yeah. I took the jets big. I say big, not so big. Probably. I think it was probably a $500 bet. Jets. Canadian. But I, parlayed, I parlayed the jets with, with Nashville. Canadians devils. Didn't. Oh, I took the devils, which, okay. This is the game. This is the game that just literally almost put me in the grave. Um, I had the devils. I had the devils, um, to win. I had the under and I had, I had the devils with Winnipeg for a thousand dollar parlay. Thousand dollar parlay. Okay. Which paid me, I think 14, 15. devils were up two nothing in that game. Devils up two nothing. Look in the last minute. Yeah. Look, look in the last minute. It's two to one goaltender pulled 40 seconds left in the game. And fucking okay. Now, now this is what really fucking scared the shit out of me. Now they go to overtime and no goals in overtime. Then they go to a shootout. Look at the shootout. Yeah. I'm yeah. Watching, yeah. It was unbelievable. I'm watching everyone. 
You got you got Caulfield, Caulfield Bratz, uh, Jesper Bratz scored, then Pitlick scored, then Hughes scored, scored. then Dougie Hamilton scored, uh, Hoffman scored, and then uh, Sharon Govich scored the winner. Yeah, but if you know, if you notice, Jersey goes first, right? And if if Hughes doesn't score that goal, it's over. So I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm sitting here, mother effing the New Jersey Devils, and I turn my, I <laughs> click out, I click out, right, and I'm like, God damn, I'm just, I'm just pissed. I text my buddy, I'm like, God damn, Jersey, they, they could have made my whole day if Jersey, and I click back on, and it said Jersey three two, and I look back in, and Jack Hughes scores the goal, and then they get it at the end. I'm like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So I got, I got all my money back plus. Well, and then there was one more game. There was a potential, maybe potential for, depending on how things fall, a first round matchup where the Toronto Maple Leafs smacked. And I mean, Will Smith smacked the Florida Panthers around five to two. Well, you know what I took on that one, right? I took the over, but over under was seven. What did I say to you the other day, Rev, about the Leafs? Take the over. The if the Leafs are playing, take the over. Buddy, I I bet yeah. the over every 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 time the Leafs play now because of what you said a couple weeks ago. Oh, thank so, you very much. I hope I hope yep. that success is is. I hope that advice is bringing you much success. Um, yeah. Riv, you were going to say something like five minutes ago. You were laughing. Jr. was talking, and then all of a sudden, I you, think he's I think he's sick of the amount of money that I that I was down or. <laughs> No, I just I I re- I, I remember a uh, hold on here difficulties there. No, uh, I remember uh, when Jr. and I played in San Jose, and uh, it was it was a team that we loved to uh, get at the back of the bus, you know, play some cards, you know, just relax and stuff, and it was it was a lot of fun. But uh, Texas Hold'em was big at the time, and what was even bigger than Texas Hold'em was like online poker. Like online poker was huge and stuff like that. Yeah. And everybody's got their way of preparing and calmness. And, you know, some guys are like, you know, <laughs> raging on like three Red Bulls and, and other guys are basically Zen. They're sitting in their, in their stall. They're calm. They don't say a word. And, and then there's Jumbo that's just constantly talking, talking. all the time. <laughs> Um, but everybody has something different. Some guys are in the dressing room. Some guys are in the training room. JR just calm, cool, collected. He's in a training room. He's on the computer. We're like, like literally five minutes before we're going on the ice to play the game. And JR is playing in a poker tournament. And I can hear, I can hear JR one night. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you ki- and the door's closed, right? The door's closed to the office. So I go in and I'm like, what the hell? I, I go into the door. I close oh, the door. Like, JR, what happened? So He's like, the guy called me for 4,500. <laughs> the guy called me for 4,500. He has a 5% chance of hitting it. And he's like, and he river me. He snapped yeah. rivered me. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like laughing my head off because I'm like, holy oh. shit, we, we're, we're, we're going to play a game in five minutes. And he just lost $4,500 on a hand to some guy who just randomly, you know, called with a chance of like 5% of winning this hand. Right. Well, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> hey, listen, th- listen, 
if you think about it though, Riv, it's actually not a bad pregame warm-up because either your adrenaline gets flowing from a big win yep. and you're excited yep. and you go out and play like great, or you get really pissed off and your adrenaline gets going and you go out there and beat the <laughs> fuck out of somebody. So either, either way, you're going to get a nice, um, I nice. had no, it's better, it's better than riding the bike before oh. a game. Like, yeah. like a lot of guys I, did. I had no idea that that's the story that Riv was about to tell, but I was, <laughs> I was about to say, I was, I was honestly about to say, Hey, Jr. I heard a story about you one time before a game and it wasn't from Riv that you would play online poker in the, tra- <laughs> the yeah, trainer's room before I games. Did. I and, did. Then, and then Riv goes yeah. down that path. I love it. I heard that story about you when I played with Riv in 0809. Yeah, I heard yeah. that story about you in there I, losing it before a game that some guy called you on, on the river and, and you lost just, a hand like five minutes I before you're a, supposed to go out for a game or warm up. If I had a dollar for every time I got snap, snap called, and, 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 you know, in a poker game right before I went out to play, I probably would have not lost any money in poker, but I, you know, I still love poker. This, you know, it was, it was a big rush for me. I get, so when we were, when we were in Philly, we had a lot of gamblers, right? We had a lot of guys that played, you know, whether cards or bet basketball or bet football. And I remember sitting on the, we'd be sitting on the bench, right? On the, we're playing on a Sunday. And whenever we play on a Sunday, we would be sitting on the bench and instead of watching the game, we'd all be looking up at the, you know, the, they had the tickers around the, around yeah, the building yeah, yeah. And, and they played that they, they would show this football scores and they would show, you know, basketball scores. So, you know, the coach would be like, JR, your lines up. And I'm looking at the ticker, waiting to see how the Baltimore uh, Ravens are doing or, you know, the, the, uh, the Cowboys. Right. And I'm like, and I, you see the score pop up and you're like, damn it. <laughs> like what happened? Go, oh, nothing. And you know, let's go boys you go on the bench. So it got to be, it got to be so crazy. Uh, at, at one point, uh, Bobby Clark, uh, called me and a couple other guys on the team up to the, up to his office. Now, Bobby Clark is, he's a, he's a hard, he's a, a, one of the greatest men of all time. And I think one of the best, uh, the best upper management guys that I've ever seen. And, but he was, you know, he was next player, but he's, he's a tough, tough competitor and he wants to win, but he's, if you don't do the right thing, Bobby Clark is going to get in your face. So we go up into his office and we, you know, we're thinking, we're who's we, about who's we, uh, I'm not going to give out the other guys because they're, you know, they probably don't want to know whether, okay. Okay. Be, uh, but Fair I don't enough. mind throwing, I don't mind throwing, throwing myself under the bus, but no, I'm not going to throw my other teammates under the bus, but uh, they're prominent, prominent guys. Let's just say they're prominent guys. And uh, so we go up to the, up to the office thinking that we're going to get, you know, chastised about our game and why, why we're not playing well or why we're losing. We get up there and the first thing he goes is he goes, you fucking guys, too worried about your fucking gambling and football and basketball, whether we're, and you're not even worried about whether we're going to live. You guys are sitting on the bench, looking at the football scores. You're in the locker room on your phones, making bets. He goes, you guys, bunch of pieces of shits. He goes, enough gambling. If I find anybody gambling again, you're, you're, 
you're you're out of here. And all of us are sitting here going, oh, my God, Bobby Clark just laid the hammer down on us and like called us all out, called us all out. And um, that was uh, that was the end of my of my my sports gambling for for Philly when and I don't even know how Bobby Clark knew, but so you're talking good. about, you're talking about guys like uh, Bruno St. Jocks and Kirby law. Those, those are the guys that are rolling up there with. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't play with them. This is a, this is in 2000. Actually, as a matter of fact, you did play with them. <laughs> 2003, 2004. They only played uh, uh, St. Jocks played six games that year. Yeah, and Kirby law yeah, played yeah. two. That's yeah, why I threw yeah. those guys names in there. Um, yeah. All right. That's good. Well, that's, good but that's good. Yeah. That, but that's, that was, that was a funny story. That was a funny. I'm like, how did Bobby Clark know that gambling on, on, on football? Like, are you guys like, okay, last question I'll ask you before we move on. And I, I need to ask you, it's, I know it's two days old, but Craig and I had a solid 20 minute conversation about it. Uh, so I want to ask you about the Will Smith smacking, uh, Chris rock. But before I get there, last thing I'll ask you about the gambling, were you guys collectively pooling your money on bets or were you guys each doing your individual things and just kind of each, each individual, each individual. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you see? Did you see? I mean, it's, it's hard to not see besides you live in California. So it's, there's no way you're missing it, but what'd you think? You know, I, 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 I have a lot of different opinions, obviously. Go figure, right? Surprise, surprise. Um, well, the, the, for first, me, let me tell you something. I had, I was very, very, um, I was very divided on my own opinions, to be honest with you. I, I, I am too, to tell you the truth. But this is, this is, this is what I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a stunt when I first saw it. I thought that between Chris Rock and Will Smith, that the Oscars are such a, just such a, disgusting um example of hypocrisy and and look at me look at me and celebrate me celebrate me but you know don't you guys aren't as good as me type of show the ratings have been absolutely plummeting over you know year after year after year and again they were plummeted on on sunday I thought it was a a stunt to try to get some attention. I thought, Hey, let's do something that we're going to. And by the way, they had 9 million people watching it. And after the slap, they had 15 million people watching it. So if it was a stunt, it worked, you know, 15 million people went to the Oscars after Will Smith smacked Chris rock. So, um, I kind of looked at it, that it was a stunt and I'm like, you know what? It's a pretty good stunt. It's a pretty good ploy between two very prominent A-listers. Right. And, and then I saw that, you know, with Jada having her, her hair issues and being very vocal about it over the last little while. And um, then I'm like, wow. But then I saw, wasn't, wasn't Will Smith laughing yes. at first? At first. He was laughing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, he looked, then he looked over at Jada and her face looked like she like daggers coming out. And she probably looked at Will and said, are you going to let him get away with that? And Will, you know, obviously, uh oh, wife's mad. I gotta take I, I gotta take take control now. Did what he did. Okay. Um if any one of us did that, we're in jail. Right away. We're getting carted out of that place, we're getting thrown in jail, we're getting fines, so on and so forth, before Chris Rock even wants to press charges or not. Uh, he's, he's allowed to do that. And you have the, 
you have the um, the stuck up uh, snobby Hollywood elite sitting there telling us how we have to be nice to people, how treat everybody well, you know, God love peace. And then they celebrate the guy who punches the other guy in the face. It doesn't make sense to me. They, yeah. they stand and clap for him. Now, good for Will to see the backlash that he's getting and apologize. So that's good. And I love Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors, one of the best actors on the planet. And I love that he stuck up for his wife. But his wife says she's fine with it. She's dealt with it. She's fine with it. It doesn't bother her anymore. But obviously it does. And Will stepped in and did what he needed to do. But the hypocrisy of, of what they say, what they do, and what they celebrate, and what they support it's just all over the place. And I just don't, I love Will Smith. And by the way, I like that he stuck up for his, for his woman, but he didn't have to stick up for him by going to punch the guy. He could have yelled and screamed from like he did from his chair and got his point across without having any violence. I don't know. Does that sound crazy or am I off the beaten path or what? Riff? No, no. Well, I, I don't want to get into it again with with Craig, to be honest yeah. with you. But I mean, I, oh, I, I oh, you guys, you guys went at it. I, you, oh, we you went at it without me, so I want to hear what you guys thought. So we went at it. We went at it yesterday about it, and you know, I, I just I'll just summarize what I said. I mean, it's like uh, I I was fine with it. I was fine with it. I mean, is that a little hot headed? Yes, that's very hot headed. Hollywood is hot headed, and that's why I was fine with it. Like. You think I care about two rich actors, you know, telling jokes about and then slapping each other? I, that No, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. And I said to Craig yesterday, no, you shouldn't be able to just go up and smack somebody if you're pissed off at them. And I had someone listen to the episode yesterday and they messaged me and they're like, yeah, you know, you almost had me, you know, but I, I just think to myself, I'm like, you know what? If I'm sitting there with my wife or girlfriend or someone I care about and and I the guy makes a joke about my wife and her condition, I don't know that I would have done that, but I like that Will Smith did it because I believe I believe that we we live in a world where so many people and I know Craig's going to say you can't go around hitting people and I understand that, okay? But when when so many people, everybody's so protected. Everyone is so protected and people do dumb shit all the time and there are no repercussions for it. None, none. And I sit there and I watch that and I'm like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm fine with that because Chris Rock, if he knew about her condition, which clearly he did, um, you know, I think he went over the line. I think he went over the yeah, line. But he, he, also, he also saw Jada Pinkett Smith say, you know, I'm okay with my condition. It doesn't bother me. I'm good with it. You know, but it doesn't she mean it needs that. to be used as a punchline for somebody on, yeah, but, on a, on but, a major but, but stage the, like the Oscars, whether the, the ratings of, are sinking or not. The host of the Oscars, the host of the Oscars always rips on people. It's, it's part of the, the whole show stick. Yeah. It always so, happens. So all, all I was getting at there was, you know, I just think that it's a it's a lesson on how not to act, but it's also a lesson in hey, you don't know who you're dealing with all the time, so watch what you fucking say, watch what you say, watch what you do, because not everybody's living by the same rules in this world. 
You know what I mean? Not everyone's living by the same rules. And, hey, you know, this, it, 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 there's a good point by that because, you know, right now in California, you can walk into a store and steal up to $900 worth of, and just walk out of the store and have nothing happen to you. Right. No repercussions, what you're saying. I mean, that's literally that's literally now uh, in the books that you can go in and shoplift under nine hundred dollars and not get arrested. Well, is that you taxes have, included or taxes? Not you have you have people you have the, the D.A. in New York now saying that you're not going to get you're not going to get charged for uh, for armed robbery. OK, like a like a federal offense, like you're not going to you're not going to go for um for jumping the, the, the aisles of, of the train. There's so many different things. Um, there's so many things that these liberal DAs are, are implementing where people don't go to jail and, and then they're allowing people to do all this crazy shit with no repercussions. Well, you know that what else it said, is too? Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and said, finish. Let me finish. So maybe if we could go and for a good reason, and punch somebody in the face like Will Smith did, people would think about what they said more. Yep. I think they would. Right. I think it's not that it's a right thing. No, I'm not. It's not right. It's, it's not right, but you know what? It'll keep people on their toes. Cause look at people on social media. Perfect example. You've got people that can say and do and taunt people anytime they want as often as they want. And they get to do it from thousands of miles away. Well, you know what? Well, why do people do it from thousands of miles away? Why do people, why do, why is it that when, when you, you see some, like I've actually bumped into people that have shit talked me on, they, on they social to, media. And then when they're in front of me, they're super nice, like super nice. Yep. And it's like, and I sit there and I think to myself, you know, what a complete and utter chicken shit. Like you will sit behind your phone screen at home in Williamsville but then when we are in the same room at wherever yeah. you, you are nice and cordial and then you go back to your hole and then you come back out to play. Yeah. It's just, so it's kind of like, like, like there are no so repercussions true. for people and, and their actions and simple as that. People, so well, yes, people are chicken shits. People are chicken, shits chicken shits. To, so on the grand stage, Chris Rock, yeah. Chris Rock uses his stage and his get it a jail free card because he's a comedian to go and make a comment about Will Smith's wife's condition. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith decides to take matters into it, literally his own hands. And that is why I am okay. Not because of what Chris Rock did, but because that is a representation of how so many people in this world need to be treated in order to be uh, set straight. Because there are so many people that, that they, they just, they are so protected. They're protected by the the distance of social media and computers and they're protected by the law. And that's fine. That's fine. It's, you know, it's, it's funny you said that because I, something happened to me over the weekend and Riv, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in without your, your comment yet, but comment after. I All Riv is going to say is you can't condone violence. No. no, that's okay. I, 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 listen, it's, everybody has their own opinions and that's fine. But, and I love, I love your opinion, Petey. And I, I think I'll agree with you. Um, before I hear Riz, because I don't mind having someone get slapped in the face because they sometimes people deserve that and they're going to be okay with the slap in the face. Um, so I had, so I worked for this, I worked for a, um, a construction company in one of my, one of my areas is Chicago. 
And one of my partners in my business is a great guy, left this other company in Chicago uh, to join my company. Okay. Well, his partner is now running around Chicago, bad mouthing my partner. And, and I heard through the grapevine and saw um, that I, well, I heard through the grapevine that this one guy in Chicago is going around telling people that our company is a joke and that, you know, my partner, Andy is a, you know, is a, is a bad guy. And he said, and they go out and hire a drunk hockey player. You know, they're no good. So this guy who I don't even know is talking about me in Chicago and bad mouthing my company because they're a competitor of ours. And I call him out on it. I get his phone number and I call him. And I said, I don't even know you, but I hear that you're, uh, you're, you're bad mouthing me around Chicago, calling me a drunk hockey player. I said, I don't even know you. And the guy, what do you think the guy did? Hung up. No. Totally denied it. I don't even know you, man. I didn't, I'm not saying anything. I didn't say anything about you. I'm like, buddy, listen, I know you're saying something about me. I'm just calling you. I'm saying, I know you're saying it about me. I'm asking you to stop. I'm asking you to stop. I said, you don't want to go into, you don't want to go into a big war with me. You know, regardless if you don't want to own up to it because you're on the phone with me and I, and I, and I got you on the phone, verbal to verbal. Textbook chicken shit. You want to be a chicken shit and, and not claim it. So be it. But don't do it anymore. If I hear it again, there, you know, you're going to see me next time. So he, he denied, 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 right? And he was a real. Yeah, but what does that mean, Jr. Are you gonna you gonna punch him in the in the mouth? Is that what no, you're but gonna I do? Might, no, There's no, nothing but I you can do. I might, like I, might I said yesterday. I might, I might <laughs> slash his tires. I might, I might slash his tires. I don't know. Sticks I don't know and what stones, I'll do. man. We'll break but your bones. Was, but the, but it words goes, will it goes, never it, hurt you. It's it's it what you to, allow. Well, that's not true. That's not true anymore. Words do hurt. Just ask the liberals. Words hurt now. You can't okay. say words. But anyway, I'll finish the story. So I got the text. I got a text from uh, a friend of mine of from that guy that said the quote that I just said. And I sent it over to him. I'm saying, you still want to deny it? I said, cut the shit. I said, I didn't do anything to you. Leave me alone. We'll leave you alone. Do your work and let's 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 be, and be done with it. And he didn't say anything back. But again, people when they're confronted, they weasel out and they and they they become chicken shits. And he did it, and it happens all the time. Sorry, Riv. Go ahead. So give us your give us your um your your stance. I don't, I don't really, I, I you know, like I mean, Petey and I beat this up enough <clears throat> yesterday. Um, you know, I was clear on my stance that in our society and the rules that we have put forth that you can't physically go and hit people, especially in a situation. I am, I am shocked that if Will Smith does not have some sort of repercussions to this, then this, I mean, the world's going for a shit anyway. But it just, it's another pile of shit that's going on on top of the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope nothing you happens to have him. a guy physically, physically abuse another that were, man. Uh, if that were us, if that were and, us, Riv, we'd go to jail. Well, we may not go to jail because we're probably going to buy ourselves out on bail and we're going to go to the courts and we're going to do this and then we're going to get sued for it. And I'm going to be giving millions of dollars to some other 
the, the, some other guy if I if I were to do that. That's that's the way it works, right? You know, you you get egged on, you do something stupid, you do something physical, and you get sued for it in this country. But if we don't hear any repercussions on on Will Smith, it's it it was all it was all fake then. No, not necessarily. I'm going to tell you. It, Maybe it, Chris it Rock just doesn't want to make more of it than it than it needs to be. No, 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 no. Stop for a second. This has nothing to do with Chris Rock. Zero. I agree. I agree. Because the authorities have this on freaking live TV, Petey. This has nothing to do with Chris Rock. Do you think Chris Rock wants to go? Yeah, I think. I think either way, either even even though they have it on TV in California, I think press charges or not, he has to press charges in order for something to happen to Will Smith. Correct. Correct. Now, in I think in New York State, I don't think that needs to be the case. But each state is different, and that's that's why nothing will happen. Because did you guys see that? Did you guys see the meme? Did you guys see the meme of it was going around yesterday? Uh, Jesse Smollett says, Will Smith hit me too. <laughs> What's that? Jesse, Jesse Smollett. He's the guy who, who faked the, uh, faked the, the Trump beating in Chicago at two o'clock in the morning when it was minus 500 degrees. And he said that the, that two Trump supporters attacked them and it was a, a racial, a racial attack. And it really, it was a, it was a hoax. A big hoax. I mean, you uh, don't, don't. You can't tell me you don't know the whole Jesse Smollett. Yeah, I remember the story. The I haven't seen the meme. I haven't seen the oh, meme. Is what I'm saying. So the, so the meme is Jesse Smollett looking and goes, <laughs> "Will Smith hit me too." <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's here's this one. It's so funny. Here's one so that funny. that uh, went yesterday. It was a picture of Craig was Will Smith. Someone threw Craig's face on Will Smith's body and they threw Jack oh, Eichel's no. face on Chris Rock's body. <laughs> oh boy. And oh, then they sent that one around. Anyway, um, you know, he, 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 you know, we, we, we are out of Buffalo. So we kind of got to acknowledge the fact that the, hey, Sabres, by the way, they're playing yeah. some sick hockey, right? That's where we were going. Can sick. you believe that, that they, I went to bed at three, nothing. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you last night. I went to bed. It was 3 nothing. I'm like, jeez. Then here we go. We wake up at 6-5. Craig's tweeting last night. Craig obviously made it through the whole show. Well, you, the whole there's game. a reason why. I would have been in bed after two goals normally. Um, but now uh, DraftKings is uh, taking me to another level. So, I, <laughs> so now <laughs> I, 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 the I did the same thing. I did the same thing, Rip. I bet the over. So now it's like, I, like, I don't care who wins the game. I just want to see <laughs> if they get the over. So no, I enjoyed the whole game. And I'm going to tell you this, this is, this is the one thing, the reoccurring um, thing that I, that I've seen with the Sabres is they do not quit. There is no, and I mean, no bad body language. This team was down for nothing. They were down yep. for nothing. I was specifically looking at players skating off the ice. I was trying to see the players on the bench. Anytime they scrolled to Don Granado or, or the Sabres bench, I'm looking at body language, faces, anything. I am constantly looking at that. I am seeing nothing. I'm seeing a group of men go out and just work. Never quit, never stop. And, and these guys relentlessly 
wear you down. Buddy, this is unbelievable. This, this is a, this is the same team, yep. same players, same players, same coach, same everything. So this goes right back to our assessment of the game of teams of how to win in this league, right? When you work and you play gritty and you play intense and you do it longer than the other team, you're going to win a hockey game. And for some reason, I don't know what clicked. Um, I think it might've been the outdoor game. The outdoor well, the game. Jack I- the Jack Eichel return was just before that. It was nope. a Thursday and, before and, that. And a week before that, Petey, Toronto, who usually comes into the Buffalo arena and spanks them around for years and years with their dominant, powerful offensive team, Buffalo served them up a freaking beating in their own building. Five to one. You guys remember that? That, yep. to me, was the start of something. Totally agree. And, but this is what frustrates me, Riv, and it frustrates you too, is why can't you have that mentality and that game plan and be that, that identity team all the time? Why does it have to take all year and getting browbeat by your fans and by the media and by your coach to finally play the type of hockey that you're expected to play? Because obviously it works. Look at this team. Look what they're doing. So I was with you last night. I took, so I have a parlay last night, Carolina with Buffalo plus one and a half. Okay. Plus one and a half. I have it for 500 bucks. Carolina's smoke in Washington. And by the way, that's not a shocker because it's a Monday night. No way Washington Capitals are anywhere interested playing on a Sunday or Monday. So I knew that they were going to lose. Um, and they did, they got spanked by Carolina, but it's three, nothing. And I go into live bets. Okay. On, on my app, I go into live bets and I see, um, I see Chicago, Chicago minus three and a half Buffalo plus three and a half. And it's three, nothing. And it's middle of the second period, beginning of the second period. And I'm like, Hmm, it's minus Minus 150 for Buffalo plus three and a half, which means Buffalo's got to win from that point on. So I load up on Buffalo plus three and a half. I put another 300 bucks on Buffalo plus three and a half. Plus I have the plus one and a half and I have the over. And all of a sudden they come on back, win in overtime. I won all three of my bets. And I said, the only reason I did that is because of the way Buffalo has shown that they're not going to quit. The way they've played over the last month and a half has been, finally, look at this team. This team is never out of a game, and last night proved it. It was amazing. I credit our show. I'm not going to lie to you when I say that either. I mean, that might sound egotistic. (laughs) That might sound, you you say that. We did our mid-season rankings on January 22nd. Okay? We've been scalding this team, scalding players, you know, like, and I can tell you for a fact, because I bumped into a couple players at uh, Chipotle one day, just throwing that out there. I'm in Chipotle and in walk a couple players. And uh, I didn't even go up to them. One of them's one of them. And I don't even know these guys. One of them says, hey, uh, love the podcast. I was like, nice. I was like, really? It's like, yeah. 
love the podcast. Used to love the old show you guys were on too. And he's like, but love the podcast. I'm like, okay, all right. So words out, they're listening. All of a sudden, we 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 shred Darlene one day for not playing physical. Next thing you know, now he's finishing checks. He's getting involved in scrums. We ripped, Riv absolutely murdered Casey Middlestad after that Toronto game that you're referencing, Riv, when he skated out of the scrum. Not one player has skated away from a scrum ever since. Rivs well, went off. Did you off. see the situation last night? Yes, I did. You have Alex Tuck. Like, listen, uh, let's, let's go back a second. You have Victor Olsen that makes the play of the night. The, he receives the puck, a no-look pass to uh, Alex Tuck, who, who puts it in to tie the game, Okay. Some, a scrum ensues immediately after the goal. First guy there is Rasmus Dahlin. <laughs> like, a, like a raging bull getting in there with his team, with his with the guy. It. I think it was... Um, Love it. I'm not even sure who was the one that was uh, taking the beat down, but uh, um, he, was, he was in there right away. The next guy's in there. Casey Middlestat's in there. They're all, they're all doing their part in this scrum. Um, and, and to me, these are the small things that I believe build a team. You are all in this together, every single one of you. And when one's in trouble, you're all in trouble. And now you can start to see, and, and, you know, clearly I think we all joke when, you know, we say that, well, I think they're listening to the show and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're listening to what we say. Um, I don't think that's the case at all, but it is really nice to see, you know, this team, this team to me, I said this the other day, JR, that, you know, Buffalo Sabres have the lowest attendance in the national hockey league. Wow. And I'm going to tell you this in the last month and a half, it is time as a fan. It is time that the fans supported this team because the change once Alex Tuck came here, Peyton Krebs, the, the, the players, uh, you know, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner playing, playing at next Skin, level. Skinner, hockey. Skinner, Skinner. I, I was, I've been brutally hard on him. Yep. What a year this kid's what a year this kid's having. What a bounce back year. Incredible year. Like incredible what a bounce back year. What a bounce back year. Looking at so many players that are playing so well and really seeing, really, really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I said the other day that it's time for fans to get to that building and start to support this team. Show this team. Yeah. Well, take no, it's, it's, kids it's, to the it's game a good now. point. It's a good I point want to because see, there's, there's only a month left. Instead of seeing so 9,000 people yeah. there, 8,000 people in the stands, I'd like to see 15,000 people in the stands. I yeah. want these young guys, Peyton Krebs, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, Yoki Haru, Matthias Samuelson, you just keep going on and on and on. I want these young guys to feel what I felt when I played here, and the building is nuts. The building's electric. I want these young guys that are working so hard that are that are really coming together. I want them to feel what it's like to be a Buffalo Saber with the with the family. You know, it's a, 
I think it's a great point, Riv, because listen, they only have a month left yeah. to do it. But in one month, now listen, they're not going to make the playoffs, but what is going to be, what's going to be told is the message. And the message that the fans can tell the players right now is if you give us this kind of effort, this much excitement and, and a team that is going to compete, right? Yep. We're going to come support you. And it'll, and it'll, it'll set up the, their mentalities for the summer. They're going to go back. They're going to train hard. And they're going to come back and say, if we play hard, we play exciting hockey, the fans are going to come back. Yep. And I you totally know, agree with you. you I want to know another happens. thing that, that sits in the back of my mind is Kevin Adams could have made a decision as the GM of this team to throw a fire sale. Could have traded Colin Miller. He could have traded Mark Pizik. He could have traded uh, Vinny Hinestroza. He could have traded maybe even a young guy, Middlestad. He could have traded Mm -hmm. a lot of players on this team. Cody Eakin. He could have traded these players away. Just say, we're not making the playoffs. Screw it. We're just going to get these, you know, mid-range draft picks, this and that. Nope. He didn't do any of it. He didn't get what he wanted for any of the players. So he said, I don't care about the draft picks. I care about winning. I care about winning. The team was starting to win hockey games. The team was going in the right direction. There's a great vibe in the room. And Kevin Adams said, screw it. I don't need extra draft picks. I want to build a culture that is a winning culture. And they were winning. And Kevin Adams believes in what he has in the dressing room and what's being built. So he, instead of going out and selling average you know to get average picks he said no i like what i have and i want this team to continue to win hockey games Mm -hmm. so he stuck with the team that to me as a fan i sit back and i i say wow that's interesting team's not making the playoffs but this this gm is saying it's not about draft picks per se it's about building something and winning games. Well, and obviously keeping the vibe that they've put together here now together, right? right? And then you know letting that roll into the off season. Yeah, I, give I think, it a shot. Yeah, yeah, give it a shot. You, you don't you don't want to trade you don't want to trade everybody when you start actually winning and doing the right thing. You want yeah. you want to give them the opportunity to continue that vibe, continue to grow as a team, continue to get that chemistry, and continue that mentality. Now you can go out and get somebody in free agency in the summertime and add to it. But I agree with you. I agree with you, Riv, and you guys. Don't don't hurt the team when they finally get the message and start doing it right. That's Let what I'm continue. talking about, yeah. Jr. As a fan base, yeah. I plead for the fans now to change their mindset because they've shown everybody in the league, the Pagulas, the management, that they're not happy with the last ten years of the way this team's been managed. But I'm going to tell you this. I believe that there is a different mentality, a different culture being built. We see signs as fans, okay, that this team is going and clearly going in the right direction. And we love everything about what's going on. So now I, I think it's time. But there's, there's belief. There's, there's belief. belief. And, you, and you know what happens when you're on a bad team. And it's, it, it becomes subconscious, right? When you're on a bad team and you're losing, 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 you're going to second guess yourself. And you're going to second guess when you're stepping on that ice because you can't tell me that Buffalo has walked onto that ice for the last five years and 
They know they're going to win. They don't hope they're going to win. They know they don't. They go on and they hope they're going to win. Now, when you have a mentality that you're going out to the ice going, I don't know what's going to happen here. I hope we win. You play at a different level right now. They're going on the ice, going on saying we are going to win, which is a total different mentality. And then they play with that mentality. They play with that edge. They play with that grit. Now they've gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble because they now have told themselves and told everybody else that when we play a certain way, we win hockey games. They well, can't, if they go, if they go back again to losing, they know it's their own fault because it's their mentality and their way that they are playing period end of sentence. Yep. So they have now proven to themselves now it's up to them to expand on it. Good for them to learn how to win hockey games because that's not an easy thing when you've been losing game after game after game. And by the way, do you think those guys are having fun in that locker room winning hockey games? It is a much different place to live. It's a much different attitude coming to the rink every day when you're winning rather than losing. Yeah, you don't feel like it. you suck. You know, you don't feel like if you don't feel like maybe you're part of the problem, yeah. these guys are all feeling like they're part of the solution. And that's, yeah. that's a massive yeah. mindset shift. And, and speaking of that, like I'm, I'm, I was sitting here last night and I'm sitting, I'm sitting right here watching on the phone, watching the game. Right. And the game ends, they win and they, they win six, five. Okay. I sat here. Literally, I swear, I swear on my, uh, on everything that I, that, that I own and everything I have, I'm sitting here saying, and I'm picturing the Buffalo Sabres going into the Chicago Black Rock Hawks visiting locker room. And I'm sitting here saying, and I'm, I'm thinking the energy in that locker room right now is awesome. They're celebrating with the boys. Way to go boys. Big win. They're going around high-fiving each other. Woo! Right probably a, a situation that they haven't had very many times because that was a gutsy win. They're down four, nothing. They tie the game with less than two minutes left. And then they win at six, five. The attitude in that locker room must've been so great for them. All of you know how you walk in through that tunnel. You guys have been in that Chicago, you come through the tunnel, you walk in, boys, let it go boys. Big win. Woo. Big win. How often have they had that feeling and they got it last night and I couldn't help but think about it last yeah. night. I said, good for them. Well, they, they have a good stretch here coming up and, and it, you know, one of the things that they're doing is they're opening the eyes of all the other good teams in the league too. So now when they come in, they got to try, they got to be on their a game, you know, like where a lot of times, you know, over the last 10 years, the, the big teams have been able to come in on cruise control, hung over the night from the night before able to go out and win a hockey game, but they have, they have, and we'll, we'll shift on from uh, the Sabres here, but they have Winnipeg on Wednesday, Nashville Friday, Florida Sunday, Carolina Tuesday, Carolina Thursday, Florida Friday, Tampa, and then they have Toronto on the 12th. And that, that's not even the end of their season. Holy shit. If they, if, of, they come out, if they come out 500 in that stint, then they're for real. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not scared of Winnipeg, and I'm not scared of Nashville. That's just me and my, my thought of the next two games and the next two games alone, okay? Then you have Florida, Carolina, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, five games. If you win one out of those five games, 
I think you'd be happy. Like these are literally, I'm talking literally the top five to top three teams in the National Hockey League. Like, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna think that you're gonna beat Florida and, and Carolina, yeah. who are yeah. shredding the league right now, like look at yeah. Carolina just absolutely mopped up Washington six to one. It wasn't even a game. Nothing. 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 If you come yeah. out of the if you come out of the that Florida, Florida, Carolina, Carolina, and Tampa Bay, if you come out of those five games with a win or like, I mean, four points out of 10 or maybe a loss in overtime or, or even a loss in overtime. And you I don't even know. think, I don't even think like, a, I wouldn't want to tell the players this, but as a coach, I don't think you're looking, to, obviously you want to win the game first and foremost, but it's how you play in the game. It's how you play from the first period, second period, third period, your penalty kill, your power play, how every single line and how, how they execute yeah. the system, yeah. which is yeah. implemented that night. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. You're looking it's a, it's for a great, growth. It's a great, it's a great stepping stone right now. It's a great learning curve right. for them right now. Now, right. what I would like to know, um, Riv or Petey, who are the, who are the right now, the wild card teams in seven and eight right now? In the, the east? in the east, in the Boston east, Boston yep. and Washington, I believe. Yeah. Okay, confirm that okay. right now. Which are two teams that we would expect to make the playoffs? Right? Have made well, the they're one hundred percent going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like playoffs are already set. Like, the eight teams Chicago, that are making now is just jockeying for position. Yeah, Washington right okay, well, now is good. like sixteen points up on Columbus. I think is the next team. Wow, what what an absolute discrepancy of of teams in the east. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't even know that that's, that's pretty amazing. So, um, is any of those teams, uh, close to getting out of the wild card spot? If it's Jockey yes, in? like Boston and Boston, Toronto are tied, exactly tied games and everything points, games, wins, losses, Washington, uh, has two games in hand on the Rangers for third in their division. And they're five points back. So it's mostly just the, uh, Atlantic division. Okay, so how about let's go let's go to the West. Who's in the seventh and eighth spot of the West? Nashville, Vegas. Nashville, Vegas. Okay, here's another situation. So Nashville's in that situation. Buffalo plays Nashville coming up, right? Nashville should sh- should win that game. But if I'm Buffalo, I'm going in there saying we're going to have a chance to, to to hurt Nashville's opportunities to stay in that wild card spot. Well, more because so think- I'm with you more so Winnipeg though. Winnipeg's right, right there. Like they are, they are like two losses away They're from maybe being behind done. a wild card yeah. spot. So, they so, have, that's a, those are, those are the next game two games. So the, these, these Buffalo, they got to go into that game saying we could be spoilers right now. We could ruin, we could ruin Nash, Nashville's chances. We could ruin Winnipeg's chances. Now, so there's still 15 games left. But if they miss if they miss the playoffs by a point, it's that game that they should have won. I mean, I know you have a bunch of them, but when you're at 15, 15 games left, you start seeing the ones that that really kill you. So that's that's going to be interesting to watch to see how many games that they can really put a damper on people's playoffs chances or playoff position. And like that's that's me, the mentality a... you have to have. But that's isn't that the mentality you have to have as that team something to play for, right? Something of that nature, which is yeah. great. It's going to be fun to watch. Like for me right now, as a, as a Sabres fan, okay, I look at Vegas Golden Knights that's sitting in a wild card spot currently right now, holding a wild card spot by one point. But they also have Dallas behind them. 
that has four games in hand. Okay. Winnipeg has uh, a game in hand. They're two points behind. And then you even continue to go further. You have uh, Vancouver Canucks are three points behind Vegas. Like I'm, I'm looking at Vegas going, I hope they drop more because we have their first round draft pick in Mm. the trade uh, for Jack Eichel. So the, the the deeper that they drop, the better for the Sabres because we get a higher draft pick. What's better, Riv? Is it better for them to drop and then end up in the top 10 so the Sabres get another pick next year so they have two this year and two next year because they have Florida's this year as well? Or do you think it's better to just have all three this year? Because if, next year, if they're good, you could get that pick and use it as, as currency to acquire a player either in the off season or even down in the, during the season next year to get a guy in to, to help build your roster without having to use your own pick six and one half dozen in the other, I guess maybe. Yeah. I, I, I just look right now good point. and um, good point. I would like for, for, you know, they're, they're sitting 16th in the league right now. So we would, if we had Vegas's pick this year, we'd be picking 16th overall, which is not a bad pick. But I honestly believe that they, they could drop another three spots. You know, we could be, we could be picking 12th overall. Mm-hmm. And Which is I a lot would love, I would love that uh, 12th overall pick. What do you guys think? You, you, you mentioned Dallas being right there. Is, that Dallas is like, Dallas to me is like Washington, Toronto. They confuse the shit out of me. Like they'll, they'll go out and play great hockey, beat teams that they probably shouldn't beat. And then they go home or they do something and they, they, they shit the bed on two points that are so big. So I remember I told you I lost big on Saturday. I lost big on Saturday because I bet on Dallas. Now, the reason I bet on Dallas is because um, the Vegas Golden Knights go out and make get a big win early on Saturday. I believe it was early on Saturday. They won a game and Dallas is chasing Vegas. And in order to stay on there, now who did Dallas play on Sunday? Vancouver, I believe it was. Was it Vancouver that Dallas yes. played on Saturday? Saturday. That that should be an easy win, especially knowing that the team you're chasing just got a big W. And what fucking happened in that game? Four one uh, loss. Four one loss. It wasn't even in, they weren't even in the game. How yeah. the fuck does Dallas lose to Vancouver at home on a Saturday when you know that you gotta you gotta have a win to keep keep pace with the team in front of you? Drives me bananas. Yeah, but you got you, listen. I mean, you have Vancouver that is not out of this. They are in a playoff race, and it is desperate. They were desperation time. They have to beat Dallas. They have to beat Dallas. Dallas is more of an issue than Vegas, who's actually in the wild card spot. Yeah, because there's four games. They got to. They got to jump. They got to jump other teams. I get it, but that's the mentality Dallas has to have. And who has a better team, Dallas or Vancouver? What do you think? I mean, Vancouver's got some talented players, but Dallas is Dallas is deeper as a team, right? You got to win that game. You got to win that game. I had, I had all, all eyes were on that game. Cause that was the game of the day when it came to magnitude of the standings, that, that yeah. game in, in particular, if you're actually scoreboard watching and, and trying to pay well, attention. That's one to of the reasons on. that's, 
That's one of the reasons I bet I went big on Dallas because mm. you know they, Dallas. The was incentive just on the was trip. there. The incentive for them Dallas to win is, was there. Dallas has four games in hand on Anaheim. Okay, they're one or not on Anaheim. Dallas has four games Vegas. in hand on Vegas, one point behind. Their next four games, Dallas plays is Anaheim, Anaheim, Sharks, and Seattle. Wow. If you don't win all four of those games, then there's something wrong because these are somewhat struggling teams, okay, that are trying to find their way. Um, I, maybe I shouldn't say the Sharks because the but Sharks are sharks, right there. Sharks are, playing, sharks, sharks are playing really good hockey right now, man. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how they're doing it, but they're winning games. And that hurdle is playing. It's too big awesome of a gap, Rip. Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer's playing great. Sharks are a tough team right now. They're a tough team to play against. Actually, Sharks are playing a lot like Buffalo is right now. They've had a shit year, but they're beating a lot of teams right now and giving teams, you know, you know, heart failure. So, you know, but for sure, Anaheim, Anaheim, Seattle, they should win those games. Um, GM meetings going on right now. Uh, One thing I'll say, you guys can quickly mention this. They're going to change the aware award, the aware, the award ceremony to between games three and four. Uh, during the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys feel about that. That's just because of the late season and everything, um, which I like. I like that. What are they yeah, doing? They're doing like a one-night thing uh, where they're going to move the awards. Instead of doing the big show in Vegas, they're just going to do it in the city where they're in the finals, and it's between game three and four or two and three or whatever. But they're doing it They're and, doing it and, and, and during the finals. And yeah, it doesn't. It does. It doesn't matter one way or the other. Um, and officiating's on the docket. Jr., you've always been critical of the officiating all the way back to when you were bleeding like a stuck pig here in Buffalo. What are yeah. you? What's your thought on the officiating now in the league? Um, like across the board, everyone seems to think it's complete dog shit. I, it's 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 tough, man. I, I when you're playing. You see so much more. You feel so much more. You're in the game. You see shit happening. You can play. I can play in like a, like a mother when I, when I played, I was always bitching at the referees. Um, I think it's the hardest job to referee in all sports, in my opinion, because of the speed, because of all, all the things that happen. Um, human error. Uh, I think that, I think the refereeing is very average. It's very average. I think a lot of these young guys have come in, I think a lot of the veterans that have gone out, they have lost a really good sense of the game as referees. With a lot of these new referees that have come in, uh, I think they they don't have the feel, they don't have the eye, they don't have the experience that we had with the referees. And um, I think they're a little. I I I, I don't think it's. I don't Is think that it's just good, a product, Jr. Of you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of new refs. A lot, a lot of new, new refs. refs. I think that's, um, that's, little, that's little the main green, reason, but listen, yep. cut these guys some slack, man. They gotta cut them. You gotta cut them. You gotta cut them some slack. Absolutely. Yeah. Riv. You gotta cut them some slack and they're going to grow. They're going to learn the game. They're going to get the feel of the game. We've had some, we've had some real prominent referees leave the game over the last three or four years that were, were staples that were really respected on the ice by the players and did a really good job that were in the game for a long time. Um, you know, the national hockey league let what like, let one of the best guys go in Tim Peel, Tim Peel. Yep. You know, I mean, Tim they Peel's totally, the they, totally, 
they totally shit on one of their best referees that, that were in the league at the one time. Yeah. So, you know, I, they, they do need to address it. I think they do need to put pressure on the, on the referee association to really get these guys amped up and get them prepared for uh, the on ice game that is different than just watching it on television and going through the rule book. Right. But it's going to get better. It'll get better. Yeah. A monster night tonight in the league in terms of standings and position and rivalry games. You guys see let's tonight? Go over, see? Let's go. Let, let's go. Toronto, over Boston for third. And they are deadlocked, tied games, played wins, Where's ties. The Where's the game in Beantown, baby. Boston wins that game for sure. Is that an over JR? That's an over game. Let's all take the over tonight collectively. You guys want to take the what, over tonight? What is, it? is it six? Is it, is it over six? Oh, I bet you it's going to be six and a half. I haven't even looked yet, but I'll look. But I'll look. I'll look right now. So, so you got Boston, yeah. Toronto. Boston wins. Take the over. Carolina at Tampa. Carolina just 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 swept up Washington yesterday. Now they go down to Tampa. I'm going to take Tampa in that game. You got the Habs are in Florida. That's not one of the games that I circled on the list, but we can talk yeah, about Florida's that one. Gonna, too. Florida, Florida's going to mop them up. I don't know, man. Those Cole Caulfield and those Habs are looking oh, yeah. good ever you since. Want, do you want to take a little action Marty St. Louis. Yeah, yeah no, you're gonna get no, you're gonna give no. me a puck and a half or something here, Rib. I'll take what, you on that. You I'll take you straight up. No, Mm-mm. I'll it's take you straight up for a Benjamin. Okay, moving on to the next one for a Benji. Yep. Okay, straight up for whoa, 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 whoa. I want one goal. I want one. Oh, now, now you want plus Fuck one you. You stay out of this. You mind your own business. I'll give you a goal. Okay. All right. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Deduct it from the twenty five hundred you owe me. Okay. Rangers, Penguins. Good game. I think Penguins. Penguins at home against Rangers. Penguins are playing too well right now. Let's go, Islanders, Jackets. Oh, that's Islanders need to Uh, win. They they get a win. Ottawa, Nashville. It's big for Nashville. It's not really a big game, but Ottawa's. I mean, Ottawa's sneaky too. You have Philly. Is it in in Nashville? It's in Nashville. Okay, yeah, I'll take Nashville. I'll take the under in that game. Okay. Food for thought. It would be the first under that I ever took. Um, Philly at the wild. The wild, wild going to win that game. They have to win. Okay. A monster game in the West monster Colorado avalanche at Calgary flames. This could be a potential conference final matchup. Yeah. That's a great game. And and, altitude battle. Yeah. And Colorado doesn't Colorado. owe Calgary a little, or, Calgary owes Colorado a little bit of a from last year. Who 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 won the playoffs last year? Going in, this is a statement game in, in case it is a playoff round matchup. It's a statement game, right? And then you have um, those Dallas stars. Oh, I'm, sorry, you didn't tell you tell us. I'm, gonna I'm going. I'm, I'm going to take Calgary. I'm going to take Calgary at home. Take Calgary at home. I I'm going to tell you, man. I think they could go to the finals this year. I think they could go to the finals. Then you have they have Dallas. Four, they, have four, they have four players with 30 goals. Dallas four. at Anaheim. Well, you gotta, again, Dallas is good on the road. You gotta, I got I to gotta take Dallas into a low-scoring game. Okay. All right. So, Riv, you and I are up for a Benji? Yep. And that's it. That's, that's all you want to do? That's the only game? Are you going to be betting like an animal on the other ones at least? 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like <laughs> who do you like? Who do you, who do you like? Boston, <laughs> Toronto, Rev. Who do you like? Boston, Toronto. I would say Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. in Boston. Um, I think Toronto overall defense sucks to high hell. So if they're gonna beat Boston, they gotta they've got to score a a ton of goals. You know, Boston, yeah. Boston themselves have a, have a very strong offense, but they play, they play a they play pretty defense. strong they brand play strong defense. defense. What they win over the weekend, they won pretty handily over the weekend. They had a, it was a good, good hockey game, but I didn't see Boston. The line is six game. on that one. I'll take the over. What the, what was Boston? Did Boston play Saturday, right? Did they play Saturday? I think they, they won pretty handily. What was the, what was the score? They, they played. Play? Uh, they did not play Saturday. Was it Sunday Friday? they played? It, it was Friday, Friday or Saturday. Friday or Saturday. Friday. Uh, what they went Saturday? No, they didn't. They played. They beat Tampa three two on Thursday. That's their last game. And then it can't be the last game, can it? Oh no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. They beat the Islanders six three on Saturday. I six, overlooked six, that. Six three. Six three in in Ireland. It was in the island. No, yeah. it was in Boston. Wow. No one was in Boston. Okay. So, and by the way, the Islanders are pretty good defensively. They they play a strong defensive game, and then Bruins put up six on them. So they're they're playing some getting get that Lampus uh, Lindholm was been a, was a good move for them, I think. But yep. here's right. how I'll, here's how I'll wrap the show. You had some nice words about Eugene Melnick off the air before about uh, that he passed away suddenly, and and that it was you know that it, that's crazy. But uh, he was a great owner, passionate man. Um, so may, you know, condolences to his family and yeah, the rest it's too peace. bad. It's too bad. Yeah, listen, what, what, what we like and what we need in the game is great owners and passionate owners and people that, uh, that love the game. And I yeah. think, you know, Melnick was one of those guys, he might've been a little bit aggressive and really went after certain things, but you love an owner to be passionate about his team and to fight for his team and to be very vocal and, um, he was some, wild some, and he yeah. was out there. Yeah. I mean, when it came, when it came to his yeah. team, I mean, there's no question yeah. he loved it and he wanted to see yeah. them succeed. Yeah. Last, He'll be missed. He'll be missed. Good. You know, he was a good, he was a great owner for sure. Last thing I will mention Riv, unless you want to add to that. I messaged you guys last week and I asked you for some stories, JR. I'm going to test your memory on this. Rest in peace uh, for a short time only. Cause I guess it's temporarily closed and that is the Roxy in Vancouver. So quick story. I'm going to, I'm going to end on a, my, what my, I could tell you the story about me, Shelly, Michael Jordan and Pippen and Rodman ripping up Roxy one night. But you guys were at the my, Roxy in Vancouver. Yep. Yep. That's when Vancouver had their team, you know, the basketball team. That's right. The and Grizzlies. Um, we were, the, yeah, we were there at the same time. We went to the game and afterwards, the five of us went to Roxy's, sat in the back corner where the pool table is, and just totally tore up Roxy's. And everybody's like standing at the corner looking in. And it was, it was a pretty fun night. But um, during the 2010 Olympics, we were there for 17 days. Right? I'm working for, for that, other, that other network that doesn't, have hockey, that doesn't have hockey anymore. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're covering the Olympics. When I tell you for 17 days, we played, we had a nine o'clock game that we were on television for. We had a two, a one game or two o'clock game that we're on. And then we had a seven o'clock game. So three games that we had to broadcast 
after that 7.30 game, 10.30, off air, right from the studio, right to Roxy's, me and a couple of the other people that that worked that we worked with, um, my buddy Ben Boma, who works for who worked for the company, and we would stay at the Roxy from ten thirty till closing time every single night, and pretty much every single night I did one set on the stage with the band that was playing, and did one song every night for seventeen days. Closed Roxy. And I remember the 18th day I left Vancouver, I got home and my body shut down. Like I got so sick, my body shut down. I thought about going to AA. I thought about that. I was going to die for a week. I couldn't get out of bed because of the Roxy, a 17 day stint at the Roxy. Same closing song every night or was it a different one? No, it was a different song because sometimes there was a different band that played different types of music. And, you know, I, the only one thing I didn't do was country, but I did all sorts of different stuff, lots of classics, classic rock, a couple 90s songs and a couple 80s songs. And, but it was different every night. But I did one, one song on stage every night at the Roxy for 17 days. Epic. Epic. I want to come back as a rock star next time that actually had a voice. Yeah. <laughs> Top three bars in the league. There's no question about it. A lot of fun no at question. the Roxy, live music, live bands all the time. It's fantastic. It was one of the best on the road. No question about it. I only played in the East for two teams in six years. So, I mean, I was only out in Vancouver a few times, but definitely made it to the Roxy twice. And it just happens to be, it's, it's amazing that it is a legendary place in the yeah. national hockey league. It's almost like yeah. when you go there, you know, your first time with the boys, it's like a rite of passage almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a bar on the, on the swing on the tour that is maybe Cowboys in Calgary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Calgary is, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. Yeah. top five in the league. Cowboys, Cowboys and Roxy. Those are, those are the spots that it was the go-to I don't. I can't. I can't think of any other city that they had to go to. Montreal is pretty good. <laughs> Montreal. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, but that was that was that was the that was the the French ballet that everybody liked to go oh. to. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. Yeah, that was the French ballet. Great stuff as always, man. When's the whiskey coming out? Uh, another month. Another month. I showed you guys the bottle. It's gonna be it's gonna be dynamite. Gonna be awesome. Love it stuff. Love yeah. it. Did, did I show? Did I show you? Did I show you the bottle on on, on television? Yeah. Yeah, you showed us the bottle, yeah. and then uh, we uh, we sent it out on Twitter because somebody was asking about it. They're like, "Can you show Hold us on. the bottle?" You should tweet Hold that on. bottle out. It's it's unreal. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. Right there, baby. See that? With the we got the flask in there. That's, that's That's whiskey wild, baby. That's whiskey wild. That is going to rock people's worlds. I'm telling you, if you're not a whiskey drinker, you will be after you try this little chocolate whiskey. It's going to be great. Uh, It's a great sales pitch right there. We'll end on that note. Riv, you were average today as usual. Thanks for your time. Can't be great every day, Petey. Can't, you can't be the best all the time. Just like officiating in the NHL and players. It's tough. It's a tough grind. eh? I'm going to disagree. I think we all banged it out again. Boom. 
another, yeah, but you're Mr. Positive, so shut the fuck up and. <laughs> That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at The Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.